Well, praise the Lord. Hello, family. Good to be together again. I trust you're enjoying and being blessed by the service so far. I really commend you on uh, being diligent every week, following our services, staying connected. It is important at this time for us to continue in the Word, in fellowship, and following Jesus. Amen? Before we get into the Word today, uh, just a quick reminder that as from next Sunday, 25th of October, we will be opening the church for on-site services. We can accommodate about 50 people. And so if you want to be one of those, go to our website to register so that you can attend. Amen. My message to you this morning is titled, Tired and Oppressed. Maybe I should say, Tired and Oppressed. <laughs> nice, encouraging, uplifting title for a message, isn't it? What, how do you feel? How do you respond when you hear a title like that? Tired and Oppressed. Do you think, ha! That sounds like me. It's like me these days. You know, after such a long time of lockdown and all these rules and restrictions, I've had it. I'm tired. I'm oppressed. Get me out of here. Well, I think that uh, to a greater or lesser degree, it feels like that way sometimes in our lives. With or without COVID, with or without lockdown, I think everybody goes from time to time through a little season where you feel just tired and, and, and upset and oppressed. And this is not a modern problem. About 2,000 years ago, Jesus said, and I'm reading in Matthew 11:28. he said, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. <laughs> Jesus had a captive audience when he said these words all those years ago. And his words seem to have remained relevant throughout all these centuries. The Portuguese translation of this verse says the following. Come to me, all who are tired and oppressed. And, and that is where I got the title of this message from, from that particular translation. Tired and oppressed. In the original Greek, the word for labor is kopiao, and it means to feel fatigue, by implication to work hard, to grow weary, tired, exhausted. So this refers to being physically tired due to overwork or stress. Jesus invites those who labor, those who are tired, but he also invites those who are heavy laden. The Greek word for heavy laden is fortizel, and it means to load up like as in a vessel or an animal to load up. That is figuratively to overburden with, with ceremony or spiritual anxiety. It means to place a burden upon people. Now, this burden is not a physical weight. A, a physical weight is going to cause you to be tired. That's the first word we saw. No, this is an emotional burden. It's mental. It is a spiritual burden. It is talking about expectations, religious or otherwise, which burden people and cause them to feel overwhelmed and consequently to feel oppressed. Remember at one time, Jesus rebuked the teachers of the law for doing this to their followers. 
He said in Luke eleven forty six, Woe to you, lawyers. Those are the teachers of the law. For you load men with burdens hard to bear. And you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. <laughs> you see, this action caused great stress to the people then and still today. You find leaders putting great burdens on their followers. They want to manipulate and control every area of their lives. You find this in governments. You find this in churches, in places of work, families, and schools. It's all around us. Even the media can do that to us, telling us how we should look, how we should dress, when what to believe. And so the rat race of our lives, the keeping up with the Joneses, the need to stand out by any means, places people in an impossible position. If you're not careful, you can land up what? Tired and oppressed. The Jewish people that Jesus was talking to in this passage, they were there. They had an oppressive Roman government. And they had oppressive Jewish religious leaders putting burdens on them. Well, not much has changed since then. Governments have changed. Religions have increased. But the problem remains because the problem is in man's heart. Those in power and authority generally want more power and more authority. And what may start as a system to help people, be it government, social, or religious institution, could disintegrate into an oppressive system causing people to feel tired and oppressed. So Jesus comes along and he proclaims the answer. He does not suggest 12 steps or five pillars of this or that or a novel method to relax, meditate, rest, or exercise. The answer he proclaims is himself. He says, come to me. (laughs) Now, listen, you must either have a massive ego and God complex to say something like that, or you must really know what you're talking about. What does this mean? Come to me. How could we do that today? How could I come to Jesus today if I'm feeling tired and oppressed? Let's look at the context of this conversation. From verse 20 of chapter 11 of Matthew, Jesus names and rebukes cities where he did wonders, but they did not repent. He then declares that Only he knows the Father, and only he can reveal the Father to anyone he wills to reveal the Father. And then he makes this statement, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So in the context of cities were rebuked because they did not repent, because they did not believe, and the fact that only Jesus can reveal the Father to us, When Jesus says, come to me, in effect, he is saying, believe in who I say I am and believe in what I am able to do. And at this point, (laughs) our souls get tested. Will we believe? The other day at communion, I was telling you that uh, invitation 
comes before revelation. Remember? You invite Jesus into your life. You surrender your life to him. And then you begin to get a revelation of who he is. And this is a challenge here as well. You're being called to believe in him first. And then he will do his work in your life. When you come under the lordship of Jesus, he says his burden is light and his yoke is easy. But hang on, wait a minute. A yoke is something you put upon animals to do work. Will I have to work to find rest? And the answer is yes. But wait, it's not what you think. It is true that We are called to work with Jesus and we are called to work for Jesus in his church to reach the harvest. The Bible uses agricultural terms to reveal and refer and explain spiritual truth. Harvest refers to people coming into a relationship with Jesus. But that will not happen if you and I somehow don't tell people about Jesus. And there are many ways of doing that. And that is another conversation for another day. But the work under the yoke that Jesus is referring to here is not the work of the ministry. It's not evangelism or spreading the gospel. The work he's talking about here is entering into rest. (laughs) Jesus spoke about this work in John chapter 6. As he was teaching the people, they asked, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? You see, they want to know how do we do the works of God? And this is the answer of Jesus. John 6, 29. Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Did you hear that? The work is to believe in Jesus. Why? He is God. You are not. We cannot save ourselves. We need a Savior who would forgive us and open the way to eternity with God. And Jesus is that Savior. Do you believe? In John 15, 4, Jesus said, abide in me. He is talking about the branches connected to the vine so they can produce fruit. Again, another agricultural illustration of spiritual truth. And he said, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Believe and abide. That is faith. Faith is resting on the promises of God. And that is the yoke that Jesus calls us to put on. And that is the work he calls us to do. Now, maybe it is referred to as work because it is our nature to do something to earn something else. If I am tired and oppressed and I need to be refreshed, I expect I have to do something to get my need met. But that is not how Jesus works. He wants our trust. And he 
will do the rest. Hebrews 4, 3 says the following. For we who have believed do enter that rest. Listen carefully. We who have believed do enter that rest. You see, faith causes you and I to enter the rest that is calling us to have. Hebrews 14 says, says the following. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. This is the great difference between religion and Christianity. In religion, you always have to do something to get somewhere. Sacrifice, pay a promise, do this ritual, that ritual, and then you, God says, just believe. Believe in me. Put your faith in me. I will do the work. In fact, I have done the work because when Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price for us. And as we believe in him, he does the work. As we get closer to him, he does the work of changing us and turning us into who he wants us to be. You see, there comes a time to lay your burdens down and cease from trying to do it yourself. Just surrender and let Jesus give you his peace of mind. Let him bring quietness to your emotions. Rest for the soul means hope. When you rest, you place your hope on the promises of God. You know that no matter how things turn out, God is busy working in your life for your good. And we are invited to enter into His rest. It may take time and discipline to come to Jesus. That is to let our minds settle on the promises that He cares for us. And get quiet enough to sense His voice and to sense His presence. The first step is to respond to His call. Come to me. In other words, believe in who I say I am. And believe in what I say I can do. If you find yourself tired and oppressed today, please respond to the call of Jesus. Listen, find yourself a quiet place where you can be alone, where you can pray and read scripture with no interruptions. If necessary, tell your family you need to be alone for five or ten minutes and lock yourself in a room and and talk to Jesus. Tell him what is making you tired. Tell him how you feel, what is oppressing you. Tell him your thoughts, your emotions. Verbalize your feelings to him. Yes, he knows what you're going through, but it is important for you to verbalize that crystallize your thoughts and to confess your sins, your weaknesses, your desires, and your hopes to the Lord. And as you do that, believing His promises, you will begin to feel a sense of freedom and of great peace in your inner being, a sense of a load getting off your shoulders. You'll begin to realize that 
Although the situation around you may not have changed yet, you are already sensing peace, sensing hope, sensing strength, and you are finally resting. My prayer is that in this time, and indeed for the duration of our lives, we may find the freedom to run to that place with Jesus where we can unburden and where we can find rest for our souls. Listen to his voice. Listen to perhaps instructions the Lord would give you. Listen for promises he may remind you of so you can pray and claim them for your life. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Memorize this. Remember this. It's my starting verse. Come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden. All who are tired and oppressed. And I will give you rest. In the midst of a crazy, busy, buzzing world. May you and I find rest in the presence of Jesus. Amen? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this call, for this invitation, for this opportunity you give us to come to you, Lord, and find rest, find strength, find focus by being with you in your presence. I pray, Father, for everyone watching or listening today. And especially, Lord, for those who are perhaps feeling tired and oppressed, Lord. Help them this morning, today, right now, to sense your embrace, Lord Jesus. To surrender to you. Trust you. Trust in your promises, Lord. And become aware of your presence in their lives. Giving them hope. Giving them strength. Letting them know. That it is all right. They will get through. They are victorious. And so I pray, Father, for your blessing. I pray that the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ, oh, and that fellowship with the precious Holy Spirit will be with you, with all of us, manifesting that rest in our lives. Until the day of his coming. Amen. Hey, God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Some of you, I will see you next week at church. God bless you.